building that and maintaining that and you're mastering your resume and you're doing your cover letter, honestly, it's all for this moment. That first moment where somebody reads your resume, reads your application and says, I wanna talk to this person more and consider them. And usually that happens in a phone interview. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. Not a lot of funny business today. I'm going to dive right into things. Later on today, I am interviewing Nicole Williams, who is the senior producer, senior sports producer for Snapchat. And that is going to be Wednesday's episode. And I have to tell you, when I interviewed Jack Settleman back in the fall, who runs Snapback Sports, is really creative guy, young guy, influencer out there big time. I was a little nervous. I was like, man, are we going to be able to connect? And Jack has actually been one of my favorite interviews. We really got into the concept of where content is headed. And I'm looking forward to this conversation with Nicole because I think marketing, sports content, all of it is changing so much. And I think Snapchat uh, really leans into that. There's a new way of creating. And what I think is interesting about Nicole that we're going to dig into in our inv- interview is she started out at ESPN, more your traditional sports content place, right? TV, broadcast, online. Now we're delving into how she transitioned to Snapchat, which is different. It's a different approach. And I think it's very cutting edge. So I think that'll be a really interesting conversation. Make sure you tune into that on Wednesday. But for now, let's get into a question from Camilla in New Jersey. And I have to say, Camilla is one of my favorite names. Matter of fact, I have three kids, and that was one of the names we considered if one of our kids was a girl. Now, one of our kids was a girl, but we had another name for her. I'm saying my second kid, if they were going to be a girl, Camilla was on our shortlist. Love that name. Anyway, the question. Hey, Brian, I know you've talked about this before, but I seem to be getting a lot of phone interviews lately and I don't think they are going all that well. Any chance you can give some best practices to nail my next one? Thank you, Camilla. Great question, great name. Let's get into this. I think this is super important. This is one of those foundational skills. So often, your first step is going to be a phone interview. So when you do all of your experience building and you're building and then you're getting your network and you're building that and maintaining that and you're mastering your resume and you're doing your cover letter, honestly, It's all for this moment. It's all for that first moment where somebody reads your resume, reads your application and says, I want to talk to this person more and consider them. And usually that happens in a phone interview. That's more often than not, it's a phone interview. So that's a really important first step. So let's make sure we're nailing it. There's really three parts to this process. There's the prep, right? All the things you need to be doing right now to be ready when that phone call comes. The actual interview performance, obviously that's an important part, and then the follow-up. So let's start with the prep. First things first, we're going to talk about a couple details that you may not have thought of, but are super important. Um, Number one, update your voicemail message. Okay, if you're anything like me, I hate voicemail. And most of the calls I get to my phone are either people I already know, or a spam call. That's the way I kind of categorize them. So if somebody comes up on my phone and I know them, I answer it and I talk to them. If it's a number I don't recognize, it goes to voicemail. And then it goes, that's like a netherworld that I never go to. I don't like check my messages, really. I don't at all. I don't don't listen to my voicemail. That's terrible. So you have to change your behavior because right now you need to. You're you're applying for jobs. You may get a phone number. You you may get an incoming call from a phone number you weren't expecting and they might hit your voicemail because you might be screening, because you might not know who they are. 
make sure you update your voicemail message because I know for myself, my message right now, I probably recorded 15 years ago and I was kind of like in a grumpy mood because people tell me that all the time. They listen to my voicemail and think that it sounds like I'm really uh, not a very happy camper. And it's something like, hey, it's Brian. Leave me a message. Beep. Well, remember, this is your first impression with somebody. It really could be. It could be your first brand impression. Now, they've read your resume. They've read your cover letter. And then they're calling you with this spirit of, I want to talk to this person further. And they hear some janky message. Like, not the greatest impression. So focus in on that. Get your voicemail message on point, And that can make a difference for you. Reminder, it is very okay for you to allow calls to go to voicemail if you are in not in a good position to take a call right now. Part of the reason you're getting your voicemail in order is because if you're out somewhere and about and you get an unexpected phone call and you think it may be from an employer for a job that you've applied for, don't feel like you have to answer it right then because you're going to answer it and you're like in line at Starbucks and it's crazy busy and you're like, hey, okay, you're interested. Okay, when is that again? Okay. That's not going to go over well, right? You can barely hear each other. It's noisy. It's unprofessional. Let it go to voicemail. Listen to it call them back. That's going to put you when you're in the right position. That's going to be a more professional presentation. So get your voicemail in order so that you can let calls go there. All right. Now, verify details. That's the next thing. Most of the time, you're going to get an email inviting you for a phone interview. So somebody's going to reach out and say, we've reviewed your application, would be interested in having a further conversation with you, blah, blah, blah. Right? So they're going to give you some information there about scheduling and whatever else, but you follow up then and verify, repeat back some of these details, what time the phone uh, interview will be and making sure that you have the right time zone. I cannot tell you how many people have told me I have a call at one o'clock and they're all prepped for it. And they realize it was one o'clock West coast time or is one o'clock East coast time. And they're like, Oh my God, I wasn't prepared for that. So make sure you know, time, uh, time zone, who exactly you'll be speaking with and their role so you can do a little bit of research, uh, what number they'll be calling from so you can be prepared for that. Make sure that they know what number to call you at, right? They, that they have the right number to, to call you so it's not like they're calling your cell phone when you want them to call your landline. And, and any other contact information in case you're in the middle of a conversation and the phone drops or you lose connection or whatever, then like, well, what do I do now? You got to have a number to call back, right? So a day before maybe or somewhere in that rhythm, Send an email asking to make sure and verify those things I just listed. Verify the details so you show up on time, you're ready, and you're prepared for any situation. This will reduce anxiety. Everything we're doing right now is to reduce anxiety during the actual interview. Okay. Third thing, prepare your salary range. I know this is awkward. I know everybody hates this part. I know nobody wants to put themselves in a box. And some people will tell you like, you know, don't ever mention salary this early on. Well, I'm telling you right now, salary is becoming a much bigger question. There are laws being passed in certain states where employers have to publish salary ranges on a job posting and it's to get away from discrimination, et cetera. Okay. We don't need to go down that discussion path right now. But what I want you to know is a lot of times when you are applying for a job and you get that first call, it's often with an HR person. And that HR person is going to have a list of questions and they're basically disqualifying questions. They're going to find out if you are or are not a match. And they are 99% of the time going to ask you, what is the salary range that you are looking for? And that is not the negotiation. That is not a firm thing, but they're trying to find out, are we in the ballpark here? 
So as, as an employer, as somebody who hires a lot, this is a situation that I deal with. So let's say we've got a position we're hiring for. I've got it earmarked for about $60,000 a year. And I'd start talking to somebody or the HR team starts talking to somebody and they say, I'm looking for 100 to 120. Well, then we know we're not in the right ballpark. So we're not going to pursue it any further because I'm offering, I'm thinking 60 range. You're off asking for 100 to 120. We don't match. You're not going to be happy. I'm not going to be happy. Why are we wasting each other's time? So have that idea in your mind because you're going to have to answer this question. Have that idea of what your salary range is. It doesn't have to be exact. It's just making sure you're right in the ballpark, okay? If you are not sure, we have salary research tools on workinsports.com. You can put in the location and the job title, and it will give you back a range of, of what's reasonable, like what's actually happening out there. It's like a market comp. So use that, and that can help give you a range to, to use when you have this conversation. Other prep stuff that I'm not going to go into greater detail on. Those three I thought were important I wanted to expand upon. Other ones that I'm not going to spend a ton of time on. Have a charger with you. The worst thing you can have is you're in the middle of a conversation. You start to get those notifications that your battery power is at 10%. And then you're distracted. You're thinking about that instead of what you're saying. Big no-no. Two, research the company. We talk about this for every interview. Research, research, research. If you want more information on that, we've done podcasts just on researching for an interview. So be ready for that. Practice how you'll answer behavioral interview questions. We've also done podcasts on that. Make sure you do that. Behavioral interview questions are those, tell me about a time you dot, dot, dot. And it might be, tell me about a time you worked on a team project and how did it turn out? Prepare yourself for those kind of questions. Those often happen in a phone interview. And the final one for the prep stuff, we don't need to elaborate a ton on, but remember, you're on the phone. They can't see you. Have notes around you, have a list of bullet points, have little reminders, little triggers, have things that can set you up for success. Know your spots in your house that you have the best connection with. I mean, if you have a landline, connect on a landline, right? (laughs) I'm guessing many of you don't. But if you have a landline, connect on a landline, you're going to have the clearest connection. You're not going to have any dropouts. You're not going to have any, you know, uh, delays or anything like that. But if you're not and you're on your phone, again, charger and know a spot you can be in that you'll have a good, consistent connection it's quiet. You don't have anything to worry about there. If you do that, man, you got your notes around you. You're prepared for success. Have a spot ready for your interview spot. Know it. Now let's talk about the actual interview itself. Phone interviews can be tricky, but remember this. First impressions are really important. They are going to hear things on your voice. So when they call and you answer, be enthusiastic, you know, get into that rhythm of like, I'm, I'm excited to be here. This is, this is important to me. I, I'm, I'm excited for this moment. And, you know, be ready for a little bit of small talk before the business talk starts, because they're just going to feel out how comfortable you are and how confident you are. Your confidence comes through in that first minute, right? If you're crazy nervous and stumbling and, uh, you know, really not getting into the gist of things, well, To be honest, if you're hiring for a role that has pressure associated with it or any other, you know, certain things that you're looking for, those, that first minute is important. If you're going to be presenting, if you're going to be customer facing, if you're going to be um, high high pressure role, like that confidence in that first minute is really important. So be ready to make that strong first impression, really come at it confidently have a smile on your voice. Trust me, you know what I mean. Like you can tell when people are smiling when they talk or when they're kind of grumpy. So be smiling and show some enthusiasm. Now, this is a big one I have to worry about. When I get nervous or excited, 
I talk really fast. That is the East Coast in me. When in a phone interview, you have to make sure that you pace yourself a little bit differently. It doesn't mean slow, because slow gets really annoying as well. It just means methodical, and it means like the intonation is there, and the, the you're really easily understood, right? Your, your pacing is on point. You're not going super, super, super fast blah, 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 all over the place, which I'm known to do. Uh, you, you intentionally slow down a little bit, make it a little bit more methodical, really make sure you hit your points and you're articulating all of your words and enunciating. Super, super important for any kind of conversation. Look out for nervous ticks. okay? Here's another one. If you have a tendency to do certain things when you are nervous, be aware of them, think about them, and be conscious to avoid them during the interview process. For example, I have a couple friends, when they get nervous, they giggle. <laughs> And when you're interviewing and you hear somebody that has a weird timed giggle, <laughs> it's really off-putting. And you really start to wonder about somebody's maturity, ability to handle the role, whatever it may be, right? So think about those things that you do nervously. If you crack your knuckles nervously and that's going to come across on the phone, if you, um, I don't know, whatever, if you do some things that are your nervous tics that you come out when you're nervous, be aware of them. Try to settle them down. If you know you're a giggler when things get uncomfortable, focus on not doing that, please. <laughs> avoid, another one, avoid overlapping responses. So when they're asking a question, wait a beat after they're done because you don't want to step on their words. You don't want to interrupt if they're still going. Like give it a beat. Don't be too anxious to jump on them. Don't step over their toes when they're finishing up their question. That can be really annoying and off-putting in a conversation. Be a good listener. Listen to the question the whole way through. Because what will happen is somebody will start to ask you something and you'll already start to think of what your answer is before you're really listening the whole way through. And they may have tweaked it. They may have pivoted a little bit in there. You got to listen really well the whole way through. Because if you start answering questions that aren't what they asked, bad sign. Focus, listen. If you need to, articulate it back to them. Say, if, I, if I'm understanding you correctly, what you're asking is, boom. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay to do. And if you're at all worried that you didn't get the gist of the question, please do that. Now, next thing. Either while the interview is going on or right after you finish, take notes down. Write some things down on what they asked and um, what they emphasized. Because that is your setup for round two. Inferring from the conversation, they're pretty much telling you what's important about this role. If they've emphasized certain skills, if they've emphasized certain traits, write those things down so you know that for the next go round. So then you can start to prepare yourself for the second interview and know what the next person may lean into as well. If they're talking about company values, like write those things down so that you can know in the next round how you would answer if somebody says, well, how important to you is accountability? Okay, if you're ready for, if they mentioned that in the first one, if they mentioned things like accountability or something like that, write that down so you can be prepared to answer it when the next person fires that off on you in the next one, uh, or if there's certain skills they're looking for, et cetera. So taking notes afterwards will make you better for round two and can help you when you're on an interview anywhere else, because it will start to remind you of what questions were asked so that you can be prepared for it. I would also say it helps in your follow-up. Follow-up is super important. I'm going to tell you exactly what you should be doing, but I want to tell you this. When you are following up, whether it's via email, whether it's via handwritten note, whether it's via, you know, whatever way you're going to do it, and I suggest you do all of them, but we'll get into that in a second. Cite things that came up in the conversation. 
you know, you can cite in there. I really appreciated that we talked about, that we discussed leadership and work ethic and pride. You know, I think those are important traits to have a successful workplace. And I know that I can embody that within your organization. You know, you're now you're connecting the conversation you had with them with your follow-up. That's when it all comes together and forms like Voltron. Ready to form Voltron. Is that a weird reference that I just mentioned Activate Voltron? Interlock. I don't know where that came from, but if you remember Voltron as it was like five different robotic animals that came together to form like one big Let's go why, why am I going down this path? I don't know. Nonetheless, look up Voltron. Okay, so let's get into this after the interview plan. Um, first things first, email follow-up almost immediately right afterwards. Think forward. So now you're, you're emailing a thank you to them saying, I really appreciate the time that we spent together today. Excited we got a chance to speak. Can't wait for next steps. So you have that kind of forward push on it. You're emailing them to say, I really appreciate the time we had today. Thank you so much for, you know, blah, 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 this whole experience. I really look forward to next steps. Your last message is, I really look forward to next steps because you're telling them, I want to go to next phase. This is important to me. I'm interested in that. And so thinking forward like that is super important and appreciating them for their time and effort. Then send a handwritten card as well. They're going to get that in three days, probably. So drop that thing in the mail and do the same kind of thing. Cite something specific from the conversation. Add some nice comments in there. Looking forward to next steps. They're going to get that in three days. So they're going to get the email like right away. And their impression is, ooh, professional. Good follow-up. Thank you. Three days from now, they're going to get your letter, your handwritten card, and think, this is a nice touch, too. I'm now this person's top of mind again. I'm going to, I'm going to consider them in this, in this role. And then if you haven't heard back from them within five to seven days, you send another email. And I got one little script for you, so I'll, I'll read it to you. And this could be a little bit more verbatim, but this is you still have to put it in your own words. But you can send an email that says, Hi, insert name here. I hope all is well. It was really nice speaking with you last week. I just wanted to follow up and see where you were in the hiring process for the social media coordinator role. Obviously, you'd insert whatever role that you're applying for there, interviewing for. I'm still very interested in and excited about this opportunity. So please let me know if there's anything else you need from me to help in making your decision. Okay, so short, succinct to the point. But what you're saying in there is, I appreciate you. I'm still interested let me know if there's anything else you need from me to help make your decision. The I'm still interested part is really important because I know you've all heard me cite this many times before, but Maylin Vu, my friend who works with the Cleveland Guardians and talent acquisition, she would say all the time that if people don't follow up with us, we're not sure if they're still interested in the role. And that's always struck me as like it stood out to me so importantly because I think if you're a pro sports team, you know, everybody wants to work with you, right? Like, you know, people want to be here. And to hear it from her perspective, she's like, no, we have doubts too. We wonder if people are still interested. We wonder if somebody's taken on another job. We wonder if they've gone down another path. So she's saying, follow up and let me know you're interested. And I'm telling you within five to seven days after you apply, if you haven't heard anything, follow up and make it an important part in there to say that you are in fact interested in this role still. Okay. So You've nailed it now. You do those things, you're going to nail a phone interview. So like I said, Nicole Williams on Wednesday, senior sports producer for Snapchat. I'm about to interview her in the next half hour. We're going to turn that around for Wednesday. I'm excited about it. You should be excited about it. Camilla, 
Great question. Love your name. So glad we had this conversation. We've got to bring back some of these big topics like phone interviews because they're so important. So I'm glad you asked about it, Camilla. Keep all your questions coming in. Email me at bclap at workinsports.com if you have a question you'd like me to handle on the show. There are no bad questions. Bring them in. Let's handle the conversations. Let's get you the answers you need. Let's all be successful. It's that simple. Thanks, everybody. See you on Wednesday.